Glory. Good to have you guys here. Hi. Another day in the bright cloud. Jesus. He's so fun. He's so free. He always blows our minds away. He's not a minister of the flesh. He's not a minister of false humility. He's not a minister of poverty. He never beats you up. He never gives you a list of do-do's, voodoo's. He's always in love with you, no matter what you do-do in your voodoo. <laughs> He's in love with you in unconditional love because he sacrificed his son once and for all. That you would come out of the fall and that you would have a ball in Jesus' name. So the bride's coming out of Egypt this season, worldwide. Coming out of the gate today, driving over the Mississippi Ojibwe River, which means Great Spirit River, there was a pink cloud and a blue cloud. And honestly, I was shocked. It wasn't my sunglasses, you know, I look up, you know, and I'm always drunk and high on the Holy Ghost, like, like some kind of space creature. But I can see real good, and these signs and wonders are atmospheric, these signs and wonders are totally wild, mind-blowing, and it was like neon pink and neon blue, and neons are my favorite colors. And it was only blue, it wasn't rainbow. You know, I see rainbow clouds all the time, we love the seven spirits of God because our Father's a rainbow through our souls, but it wasn't rainbow, it was pink and blue. I said, what is this sign and wonder, pink and blue? And he says it has to do with the virginity of the nations, restoring the nations to virgins. The river of life will restore the cities and nations' virginity. Now, no, no human being can do that. That's the divine work of the river of life. I was on top of the Mississippi, the Great Spirit River, when I saw the pink and blue clouds. Because it's the river that's going to restore your virginity through the nations. And the river is in Adam and Eve's day, four rivers. They go through all the earth. And not just the earth, but the heavens also. <laughs> These rivers are not just natural rivers. The natural dimension is still in a fallen state. And the elements are wrapped in death. That's why things die on earth, but things don't die in heaven. So when heaven comes through you, or the divine child is birthed in your womb, through your mind renewed and a constant renewal of the mind, you bring that incorruptible realm of the glory of God into the earth and you dissolve the elemental spiritual forces of wickedness that cause things to rust and die in the earth dimension. You're in the seventh day since Adam and the third day since Jesus Christ. You're in the day of the Lord. You're in the year 6018. It's important that you understand the Pharisees changed the Jewish calendar by over 250 years. The Gregorian calendar is correct. You are in the year 6018. You're in the seventh day. You're in the day of the Lord. You're 18 years deep right now into the kingdom age called the day of the Lord. That's why everything's changing. This is God the Father's day. This is the day all wickedness is removed from the bowels of the earth. Even Hades is taken out of the earth and thrown into the lake of fire. <laughs> this earth is going to be glorified back to the Garden of Eden. 
That's what's happening right now. The earth is being restored to the Garden of Eden, and it's not a God outside job. He's doing it through our wombs, the womb of the earth. Hallelujah. And you don't need to get into the Mother Earth stuff. I mean, whatever, Gaia, you know, Eve, I mean, whatever. The important thing is that humanity's womb is in the bowels of the earth. I mean, you have an earthen vessel. You have life blood in you, the life blood of the earth. You're a flesh and blood creature. You know, you're a natural earthen creature. But now, regenerated in Christ, Jesus was a little different than every other human being around him. You know, he was flying through the clouds in Acts chapter 1, flew right up into the bright cloud. He's disappearing, he's teleporting around Israel. He's appearing to 400 people for 40 days. He's walking through walls, but he's still barbecuing on the beach in the book of John. Still having more fun than anyone in Israel. You're not going to find someone more fun than Jesus. It doesn't exist. It's a fantasy creature. You could search the whole world and all of the millionaires having fun in their private islands and on their yachts and their fun doesn't even compare to one day with the king. And this is the day of the king of kings and lord of lords. And you birth him. <laughs> you birth him. <laughs> What's up, Penny? How you doing? Good. Shaka. Overcoming the scabies? Yeah. Shaka. It's way more than scabies, though. I know. Like... It's Egypt. Yeah. The scarabs of Egypt. Um... It's, uh... It's religion, man. Yep. And I'm just beginning to see. I mean, I've experienced and realized and knew that, like, religion would steal every revelation mm. and make it a formula. That religion would make me do the do's and don'ts. And then if I did, didn't do the do's and don'ts, like, it, like uh, measuring up, you know? And yesterday I had a vision of the cords that bound me. Hmm. And, um, Cables and cords to reptilian religious demons altars. I didn't see what they were connected to. It just bound me. Um, and um, they're always I knew, connected to altars in hell. Uh, yeah, I knew they they bound me to being natural. That's for sure. Um. Yeah, those cables and cords disconnect from you, literally. Just like Neo coming out of the tub of goo in the Matrix. Oh, yeah. When you're coming out of the natural imprisonment of the curse of the law of the religious devil, all of those cables and cords break off of you, as it's written, like a bird free from the snare of the fowler. Yeah, the day There's an imprisonment in a cage of the natural dimension Shocker. that ensnares the human spirit, which is the bird and Satan is the fowler, and you come out of the cage, which means in the spirit of grace, you're free from the natural constrictions and strangulations of the curse of the law, and even the curse of the fall. There's no curses or darkness. There's no restrictions in Christ. You've overcome the world. Yeah. Um, did you know that morning I had woken up from a dream that you rebuked me? In the dream? Yep. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. That's God and, the uh, Father. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, um... Shaka. 
<laughs> and I have stopped trying to figure out what does the dream mean in the sense of like how am I sinning, what did I do wrong so that I can not sin it anymore and so that I can change myself instead grace mm -hmm. instead okay this obviously means that I'm wrong somewhere in here and I need you to shift me Lord I just grace blood grace it just fulfills the law immediately you're coming yeah. out of the law and you're coming into grace grace is the spirit and so then yesterday when I also like I had that dream that night and then then yesterday I uh, saw the chords I immediately was like blood grace and I watched as a honey-like substance got onto the cords. And it actually, it sourced from close to me. Like, it wasn't dripping from nowhere. It was like it, I'm, I'm just realizing that now. Um, and I thought it was honey. And it was like acidic. Like, these were not metal chains. These were cords that could be cut. And the prison that I was in, my little cell, wasn't didn't even have a door on it but i was very bound so like getting out was not a, not working um but uh, so then right away after joel's brought i'm like brandon what is the honey in scripture what is like the honeycomb is the kingdom the honey is the golden anointed anointing oil nothing breaks the yoke in the entire word, except the anointing oil. Yeah. The honey of the honeycomb. My reaction was, oh, that must be the word. I must need to spend more time in scripture. Da 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 da. And so when he said it was the anointing, I was like, oh, right. It's the See, anointing. You go from head, and not the, my words. the Pharisee, that's always doo doo voodoo witchcraft, spellcasting. This is the realm of Jezebel's dominion, the place of the skull. It needs to be crucified with Christ. Where was he crucified? Golgotha, the place of the skull. And you get out of self-help of the religious demon into Christ help. I died on the cross for you. So don't, don't try to do it in your own strength and get seven times worse like the older prodigal son. It's time to get the goat slaughtered and enter the feast of God the Father. Like the younger prodigal, it's time to be forgiven your pride. It's time to be forgiven your religiosity. Religiosity is the main wickedness in the world, and there's nobody more guilty than the hypocrites of Christianity. And that's the scariest thing that even the charismatic Pentecostal church is waking up to, that we've been total freaking murderous Spirit of Cain hypocrites, to put it mildly. <laughs> yeah. And you We've know, been abortion clinics in every church in America. I think I'm finally at the place where I, like, you start having dreams that rebuke you, that means that it's the thing that he's sifting out, he's weeding it out. Like, it's, it's not actually discouraging. It means you get to be free from the stuff and it's you're finally at the point where you can receive that rebuke um, and uh, like I did not know how depraved whatever like depraved state I was in in my religion you know I thought I was a good girl 
I thought I was doing the glory, glory, drinking, drunken glory thing. And yet religion was still there, still making a formula. Drunken glory Pharisees. Still making Everywhere. a formula out of, out of, out of every revelation. <sighs> it's such. Sure. The Pharisees were charismatic Jews. It's such a blessing to be able to receive a rebuke. It's such a blessing to know that these cords are being eaten through by the anointing. It was like acid to those cords, and they, I watched them as they started to sizzle. The, the real wake-up call here is that the goat head of your human skull in religion, which is a goat head, is crucified with Christ. And that you, your consciousness sinks down into your rich treasury of glory, the kingdom of heaven within your spirit. And so that you're no longer limited to your human ability of the brain, which is the Pharisee. The Pharisee, even with an external anointing, can do miracles, signs, and wonders, but it's still a Pharisee. You got to understand that in Jesus' day, the Pharisees were charismatic Jews. They believed in the resurrection. They believed in signs and wonders. They believed in angels. They were like the glory stream synagogue. You know, the Sadducees didn't believe in any of that stuff. The Sadducees were like the Southern Baptists that thought speaking in tongues was demonic. But the Pharisees were highly charismatic. And, and they were the ones that murdered Jesus. Because you can still control that realm of wonder working at the, in the mind with an external anointing. Judas Iscariot was performing miracles, signs, and wonders right along with all the other apostles, but he was the son of perdition. The internal anointing is what God's looking for. Knowing him on the inside, knowing the divine child in your spirit, in your belly. To those that work externally, he says, depart from me, I didn't know you. The word know you is yada. I didn't have divine intimacy with you in your inner man, in the hidden person of the heart. It was an external control thing in the place of your brain still. You were a Pharisee your entire charismatic Christian life. And that's crazy to most people that go to Shandaravakindri Akarande churches in America that they're still total anti-Christ Pharisees even in all their miracles, signs, and wonders. <laughs> yeah, there's been so, like, it's been such a long, even before I got scabies, you know, where I had to be built up so much in the love of the Father. And then now, during this season of scabies, and, and months and months and months of being sick, um, and watching Him provide down to the tiniest detail, even in my vision where I'm bound in these cords, it's a dark cell. There's no, there's no door on the actual cell. And it's just light coming through there. And Brandon ends up coming through the door. I knew he came down into my cell. And that's where he had to, he, he had to come and visit me. And I knew, you know, Brandon represents my bridegroom king. He also does represent Brandon. Um, in this bout of scabies, I don't really go up to see him. He comes down to see me in on my floors. We're separated in a duplex for yeah. two um, months. But I knew, I knew that it was Christ. And it's crazy because, like, I have felt so ashamed of my depraved state. And yet, you know what?
The Father comes and meets me right where I'm at. He gets his voice to me. He gets his provision to me. Even if I'm in the midst of fear and panic, he still takes care of me. Whereas I was, I was in the belief that if I'm in any kind of fear and panic, like, I'm not going to be able to receive his blessing. And, and he, he still came to my, and, and that built me up in how, oh my God, he loves me so much. And then when I was built up in his love, I could move forward in his peace. And when I could move forward in his peace, I, I could actually move forward in faith for the different things that I need to move forward in, in my heart, and also in like knowing that scabies isn't going to jump off my neck and onto Brandon, you know. There were, there were crazy thoughts like that that I had to get over. Yeah. Um, so irrational. Many lies. So many lies. Belial, the father of lies. And the Belial, your understanding, only works in the place of the skull. So he's not asking you to to fix your skull. He's not asking you to fix your soul. He's not asking you to fix yourself. No. (laughs) He's asking you to be crucified with his son on the cross at the place of your mind, will, and emotions and trust the divine child that he's put inside your belly. How are you impregnated by the Heavenly Father, the bright cloud? 1 John says you're impregnated by the divine sperma of God when you receive the word. The prophetic word, the living, active, energized word that comes from the bright cloud fills your belly. And that's what actually causes your mind to repent or return to Christ in you, realizing the glory in you, and then all the realm of unbelief and all the realm of religion is crucified out of your skull. Repentance is having your consciousness sink down into your rich treasury of glory, the kingdom of heaven within your belly. A Pharisee hasn't repented from anything and works within Egypt of their soul on shifting shifting sands and is always trying to build pyramids to get to God. Mm -hmm. You're building the Tower of Babylon every time you work in your soul realm. And God just, when God comes in like a flood, He just ruins that realm. And that's why the Pharisees, the charismatic Pharisees, fight us tooth and nail because we look like their enemies because we come from the wild place outside of that realm called Zion where the floods come and destroy all the working of iniquity, which is all the working of your own thing in your own consciousness that's not submitted to the throne of grace in your belly. You have to begin to actually trust the lamb on the throne in your belly. God has given you a new covenant. He won't work within your old covenant. You have to realize the new covenant is your body is now the temple. You want to get that? Sure. Your body is now the temple of the Holy Spirit. And you have to return to the lamb inside your womb. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mom. I was watching it, not knowing if you guys were. You're back. Yeah. <laughs> We've been here the whole time. How are you? I'm sorry. <laughs> Why don't you say hi, Mom? Um, okay, Mom. Sit on the beige. Sit on the beige. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a pleasant surprise. <laughs> We're teaching on 
the new covenant <laughs> and realizing the divine child in your belly, your rich treasury of glory. And that's a good time to get into the word. Ephesians 3, verse 16, in the Amplified Classic, May He grant you out of the rich treasury of His glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in the inner man by the Holy Spirit Himself indwelling your innermost being and personality. May Christ through your faith actually dwell, settle down, abide, make His permanent home in your hearts. May you be rooted deep in love, founded securely on love, that you may have the power and be strong to apprehend and grasp with all the saints, God's devoted people, the experience of that love, what is the breadth and length and height and depth of it, that you may really come to know practically through experience for yourselves the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience, that you may be filled through all your being unto all the fullness of God, may have the richest measure of the divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God Himself. So that's the end game. Having the richest measure of the divine presence and becoming a body fully filled and flooded with God Himself. Have you realized your rich treasury of glory? Have you realized that you're carrying the kingdom of heaven within you? Luke 17, 21, to all the bewitched, God-outside-minded people that were looking for Him out there when He was standing right in front of them, He said, the kingdom of heaven is within you. The glory is coming so strong through the Messiah that the glory was hitting them right in their spirit, right in their belly, right in their hearts. And they were still looking for Him. How many people are still looking for Him out there when the Bible says Christ is in you and He's the hope of glorious things? And greater is He who's in you than He who's in the world. Bewitchment of Jezebel is serving he who's in the world pretending to be Jesus Christ. <laughs> they, first thing you do, you go into church and they'll be like, raise your hands to Jesus. And he's out there in dead cold space somewhere. But the new covenant is Christ in you, realizing the glory. Greater is he who's in you. Don't raise your hands to him who's in the world. Don't give your life to fallen angels. Don't give your heart to fallen angels. The fallen angels will always pretend to be Jesus Christ. That's the great bewitchment in the potent sorcery of Babylon the Great that's deceived the whole world. You have to recognize the new covenant. It's a time of great awakening to the new covenant, that you are the carriers of the ark of the new covenant. And the very throne of grace is not out there but in here, Luke 17, 21, the kingdom and his kingship are in you. The throne of grace is in your spirit. John 7, 38, out of your belly flows rivers of living waters for those who believe, but of this he spoke of the Holy Ghost. So out of your belly, where? Why? Why the belly? Because it's the place of holding Jesus Christ in you. You're called the Bride of Christ in the Bible because you're the carriers of Christ on earth, the body of Christ. In Acts chapter 1, the angels told, told them, Men of Galilee, why do you stand there looking up into the clouds? This same Jesus will come in like manner as you saw Him. He's coming through us before He comes to us. You've been carrying Jesus in your heart. 
And when your mind realizes that he's in there, then you begin going from glory to glory. Then you go for the adventure of your lives. You're no longer a bewitch searching for him. You're no longer <laughs> praying prayers that are like into brass heavens. You're talking to him directly face to face, living on the inside Whoa. of your bodies. Whoa. The new covenant is your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, the Apostle Whoa. Paul says. The old covenant was we go and serve in temple, external temple. The new covenant is we're the temple. But almost no Christians in the world live like it yet. But you have the capabilities of being a million times more glorious than Solomon's temple that was a type and shadow of your bodies carrying the divine child and being fathered by the bright cloud. When they went up unto the mountain of transfiguration, the bright cloud shone upon them. And the Bible says they entered the cloud. The 70 elders of Israel entered the cloud. They entered the Father. This is the time of when you realize the glory, you enter the cloud of God the Father and begin being fathered in your spirit. That's why the Apostle Paul calls him the Father of spirits and the Father of lights and the Father of glory. You're having your glory or your regenerated spirit in the new covenant, in the blood covenant, fathered. He takes your spirit from the size of a mustard seed and grows your spirit to be the largest of the garden plants because according to your faith, that's the size of your spirit. That's the size of your divine ability. Your Christian energy. <laughs> and this thing is all about Christian energy. This thing is all about the Zoe River of Life energy. It's all about the ability of Christ working through your hearts by ever-increasing faith. <laughs> and people will feel that energy. <laughs> feel that energy. <laughs> Penny's feeling it right now. Woo. That energy is called the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, We go from glory to glory. In the Amplified Classic, from one degree of glory to a greater degree of glory by the Spirit of the Lord. The Spirit of the Lord can also be translated by the Angel of the Lord, which is the name of Jesus Christ in the Old Testament, the Angel of the Lord, the Captain of Angel Armies. Mm -hmm. And He's still the Angel of the Lord, but He's got celestial flesh, transfigured flesh on now, because He ascended with His flesh and blood into the cloud in Acts 1 and poured out His blood on the mercy seat, fulfilling the Old Covenant, so that now you too can be filled with the Holy Spirit and cloven tongues of fire and laughing tongues of fire filled the upper room and filled your souls <laughs> and filled your hearts so that your cups can overflow with the Holy Spirit. To those whom God has sent, He has given His Spirit without measure. If you're sent from the bright cloud and from the very presence of God, God has given you His anointing, His fresh oil, His new wine, and His Word without measure. Because you're not using it for selfish purposes. We're using it to establish His kingdom like wise master builders who don't build naturally. We're not Freemasons. We build supernaturally. Building upon the Spirit, the solid rock, so we can stand in life's storms. We don't build on the shifting sands of the soul. We build on the solid rock of our spirit. All working of the new covenant is upon the spirit God has put in you. Unless the Lord builds the house, the laborers labor in vain. Unless the spirit builds your spirit, the laborers labor in vain. 
The time of building sandcastles and the shifting sands of the soul is over. The time of building the kingdom and the temple of the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb upon your spirit is at hand. It's a time of tremendous revival and it's a time of waking up to the new covenant. It's a time of waking up to rivers God has always wanted to flow through you, but you were bewitched in externalism. You didn't think God worked like that. You were looking for Him in church. You were looking for Him in conferences. You were looking for Him to come in dead cold space. But He was always wanting to impregnate your womb with His Word. The Word of God is the Son of God in your bellies. And rivers of God only flow from the divine child within your belly, your rich treasury of glory. 2 Timothy 2.15 says in the Amplified Classic that you are saved by birthing the divine child. Every one of us, in your man womb and in your woman womb. This is not a natural deal. This is a supernatural deal. Humanity has a womb. It's called the bowels of the earth, the stomach of the earth. He spent three days down in the bowels of the earth and rose again. And he wants to fill the earth with his glory in the throne of grace and restore the rivers of God and the rivers of glory that Adam and Eve had that lived in paradise and all the world. Mm. He will restore the river of life through all of the earth and he will empty out all the spiritual wickedness in the bowels of the earth. So the earth will glow like it did in the days of Adam and Eve. And you'll have a new heavens and you'll have a new earth where righteousness dwells. And the river of life is fire to the death and hell that encapsulates the human spirit. As the Apostle Peter says, And the elements will melt in fervent heat, and the flames of the heavens shall dissolve. This is the ability of the throne of grace and the rivers of living waters coming out of your stomachs because we're believing believers and we're not bewitched. We know that our bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit. And the works of the temple of the Holy Spirit is to remove every principality, power, throne, dominion, and all spiritual wickedness in the heavens and the earth and under the earth and throw it into the lake of fire. As it's written, Hades shall be taken out of the earth and thrown into the lake of fire. And I saw the beast and the false prophet and they were thrown alive into the lake of fire. This is the time of removing all spiritual wickedness in the world by the river of life from our bellies in the name of Jesus Christ. Partner with Red Letter Ministries, redletterman.com. We'll see you tomorrow. Ooh.